Welcome to the podcast, Ellen. Um, did you want to share a bit about yourself? Yes, I'm really excited to be here. Um, my name's Ellen. I'm from Wellington. Well, I'm from Auckland originally, based in Wellington now, and I am a social media strategist and coach. So I help businesses grow on Instagram specifically. That is my zone of genius. But I also help teach other people to become social media managers and essentially do what I do as well. Um, and yeah, I've been in business since 2019 was when I started my side hustle. And after side hustling for about 10 months, I was able to quit and go all in on my business and haven't looked back since. <laughs> that is such um, an amazing story. And that's like the goal for so many creators, like just to put in the hard yards for a while and then be able to quit. So that's amazing that you were able to do that. Um, what would you say the most important thing was during your journey of that that 10 months mm. that made you able to um, quit your job? Mm, that is such a great question. I think for side hustlers, everyone wants like a magic answer. Like, oh, how did you do this in your business while working full time? How do you manage your time? Like what software do you use? And I think at the end of the day, it really does just come down to discipline. If you want to be a successful side hustler, you do have to make some sacrifices. Um, there's only so many hours in the day, right? And if you're at uni, if you're at work for eight hours of those days, you know, you, you're going to struggle to fit in the time for everything. So in terms of that 10 months, it was a lot of like late nights and early mornings and working in lunch breaks, working on the bus on my way to work. And also on weekends, you know, sometimes there were things where friends were like, hey, we're going out for dinner. Like, do you want to come? Or like, we're going to go do this. We're going to have a day trip to the beach. And I had to be like, no, guys, I'm working on my business. And a lot of people won't understand you. It's the classic when you start a project or you start a business, people are like, Ew, what are you doing? <laughs> why, why are you doing that? I don't get it. And then suddenly when you're successful, all of those people are going to be asking you for advice. So you kind of have to remember that and just really hone in on your goals and your vision, your purpose, why you're doing what you're doing. And remember that every day, remind yourself. And eventually, you know, the, I guess the sacrifices you make, the work you put in really does pay off. And for me, I've seen students who come through my program who are able to, you know, quit their job in four months. They can really shrink it down. For me, I had to go through so much internally of just like shifting that mindset, I guess, around, I have to have a nine to five job. I have to have a stable income and actually break through that and, and really believe in myself. I was able to hit my income goals within three or four months of my side hustle, but it was just such all the inner work I had to do and believing in myself is a big part of the picture. That's awesome. Um, and what when you talk about your income goals, what were those and how have you been able to generate um, a income big enough to live on? Yes. I love talking about income. <laughs> As you know, I'm very transparent with money online. So we've made, you know, we're a great match here <laughs> on a podcast talking about money. So for me, it started off really small. My goal for my first month was to make a thousand New Zealand dollars. I was like, I just want to make a thousand dollars because we were just chatting before we jumped onto this podcast about, you know, all of the side hustles we've both had. Um, and nothing had really made me money up until that point. I had a blog and a YouTube channel that I'd done a few sponsorships with, but back then it was quite hard to get kind of influencer work, as they call it now. Um, it hadn't really taken off then, and I didn't really love it either, to be honest. So I had been looking around for a new side hustle that would actually make me some money because I'd been in my corporate job for three years 
And the pay salary or the increases, the pay rises were really small and they weren't enabling me to be able to actually live my life the way I wanted to. So I was like, okay, let's get some side hustle money coming in. It's like and, this fifth pay rise just ain't cutting it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially, yeah, the old company that I worked at, they were like really proud of their like a 2% pay rise. And I was like, no, like, <laughs> That's that shouldn't be the the like the benchmark. That's so <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's not talk about inflation yet, though. Sensitive topic, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, no. So I've basically come back to my starting my journey was a thousand dollars for the first month, and then I liked the symmetry of going one, two, three. So second month make two thousand, third month make three thousand, and at that point I was making just over $3,000 before tax in my full-time job. So the idea was like, I could match that. And I always say to everyone, what helped me side hustling was that my full-time job, my pay was so low. So to match my income, it was like the bar was set low, which (laughs) made it a lot easier. You know, I talk to people who are in really nice, cushy salary jobs and I'm like, it's going to be way harder for you. Like, first of all, to have the motivation because, you know, you're comfortable, but also to match that as a lot of effort. So mm-hmm. eventually I got up to just under 3000 and I kept going being like, okay, when I hit 3000, like, you know, this is going to be it. Um, but like I said earlier, there's only so many hours in the day and I really felt like I, I'd hit my limit side hustling. So eventually I was like, okay, the 3000 is so close. I know I can get there, but let's just take the plunge and, and leave the job. And it was funny, the month that I handed in my resignation was the month that I hit the $3,000. So it was oh. just like this beautiful sign to be like, you're ready, Alan, like, great. So <laughs> that was really cool. And for the first two months full time or the first month, I went well into the red because <laughs> I did not make any money purely because I had gone through a really tough breakup. And right before I was launching my business. So I just said, screw it. You know, I'm taking myself on holiday. I went to Bali and ate into my savings and it was worth every penny. But it was a really nice, actually, nice way to start my business because I realized how much my, I guess, my personal happiness was more important than any business. That was a real wake up call for me. And also how much my relationships, whether it was friendships, family or romantic, how that was actually more important to me than my business. Cause I did realize I had been probably putting my business above everything at that point. So that was really great. And then from there, we kind of slowly increased. It took me almost a year to scale up to uh, my first 10 K month. And that was after really building up my client base, taking on a few coaching slash kind of mentorship packages and also hiring my first contractor was a really key step there to be able to take on and uh, handle all of those new clients as well. So it has been like a, a slow and steady increase. A lot of people will find me on Instagram and be like, cool, I want to do that in a month, Ellen. And I'm like, whoa, it's taken me almost four years. <laughs> Pays yourself. So yeah, that's. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And what has the biggest thing for you been um, in being able to leave your nine to five? Mm. I think having the steady income for me was key as someone who has come from a place where I've seen my family really struggle with money and my parents. For me, I developed this sort of need to always have an income. Like I'd seen that insecurity 
or, you know, struggles that my family went through and I never wanted that. So Mm. that was why I was so drawn to the corporate jobs, to the salary, because that gave me stability. So the big indicator for me was when I started getting that consistency in my side hustle. And it was almost like, you know, a sign that I could do it, that it could be consistent. Because I think that's what a lot of people struggle with, with side hustles is one month they'll make a lot of money and then the next it drops down. You know, they might have a really big client or cool project and then the next month they've got nothing. So to get that consistency, for me, it was about building really good relationships with my existing clients. It was about creating packages if you're a service-based entrepreneur or even if you're an influencer, you know, look to partner with a client, a business who can do an extended relationship with you rather than a one-off service, like a one-time photo shoot if you're a photographer or a a one-time training session about Instagram, like get them onto a three-month social media management package. That was essentially what I sold. So when it came time to leave my job, I had you know, a catalog of clients who had actually been working with me for more than three months. But I also Mm. had contracts that had guaranteed income for those three months to come, those first three months of being full time. And I think it does come to a point where you will have to take the plunge and it's terrifying. (laughs) It's terrifying Mm. to go all out on your own. But you also have to just trust and, and look at the numbers realistically, take that emotion, that fear out of it and be like, look at this income, even if it's just a thousand dollars and be like, look at what I have made myself on top of all of the other demands and things that I have to do in my life. What an accomplishment. But what if I could like double, triple the amount of time I'm spending on that side hustle, right? What if you could spend that full eight hours a day just on your side hustle? Imagine the magic that you could create. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, what would, where was, so you've got these different contracts with different, um, people to grow their social media and how would you find these people? Yeah. In the beginning, it was lots of cold pitching. And this is the strategy that I now teach my students. A lot of people think when they're getting started as social media managers or virtual assistant or graphic designer, that they need the fancy website, that they need, you know, the podcast, the YouTube channel, the Instagram page, all of the platforms. And when it comes to these one-to-one services, I find the most important thing is actually building the relationship and really making that one-to-one connection. So for me, I didn't have a website. It was also because I didn't want anyone I worked with finding out what I was doing. So, you know, no, no Instagram. I, I of course had my blog that I ran with my sister at that time, but that was just, you know, another one of my side hustles. And people knew about that, but the social media management was something entirely different. So I would go into Facebook groups. I would find businesses there. I would sign up for, if you're from New Zealand, the Girls in Business Facebook group. I love it. That was basically the backbone of my business for those first few months was just putting posts up in there, being like, hey, these are my services. Here's some examples of what I can do. Here's a testimonial. I did have two clients that I worked for for free. So before that first month where I made $1,000, I had Um, January and February of 2019, where I just kind of played around with some people I connected with on Facebook and made them some graphics and designed some content for them, but didn't actually do any social media management. So yeah, they were all just through Facebook groups, making those connections, sending really good proposals and emails to people to catch their attention. 
rather than like sitting here and putting a reel up and just waiting for someone to find me. And that was how I was able to scale so effectively. Now, obviously, my strategy has changed because I have that established brand, because I have more time in my business, because I have team members, you know, I have someone who can help me edit my podcast, who can help me with email support, et cetera. So that enables me to now have all these platforms that I do and really focus on building my personal brand. But it doesn't always have to be like that. I have a lot of students who just fly completely under the radar with no online appearance and they have a really successful side hustle. That's awesome. So what would you, what, what's your most um, biggest piece of advice for anyone starting out today? Oh, there's so much. I could talk all day. <laughs> I always come back to my number one piece of advice is kind of what I touched on earlier. And that is that your mindset is the most important thing. My favorite saying, I don't actually know where this originated from, or I think I might've made it up after reading several books. But to me, business is 90% mindset and only 10% skill. So it's not about how good you are. You could be the best photographer in the world, but if you don't have the mindset to believe in yourself, to pick yourself up when things go wrong, to overcome those challenges, your business is going to fall apart. And likewise, like I don't think I'm the best social media manager in the world. I'm not the best digital marketing expert, not by far. But my best ability is to be able to really just overcome things that go wrong because they will. There'll be so many challenges in your business. Even, you know, four years down the track, I have new challenges popping up that I'm like, oh gosh, how do I deal with this? <laughs> what is happening? Um, especially working in the creative field, you might find a client who just doesn't like your style and they might be a little bit toxic and <laughs> send you mean <laughs> emails and you have to have the thick skin to be like, hey, actually, I'm really good at what I do. We're just not the right fit. And mm. a lot of entrepreneurs, they give up at that first negative comment, that first bad review. And if you want to keep going, it's not necessarily about honing your skill or your craft. It's like, okay, how can I work, do the inner work and make sure that I am showing up in the best way possible in my business because I believe that I am, am here to do a great job and I can and I will do a great job. Mm. So what are some of the things that you do to ensure that your mindset is key? Like, is it, you know, some people I know that the, the, the gym is really important to them. What is it for you that allows you to, you know, come to work in your own business every day with a positive attitude? Yeah, that is such a great question. I, it honestly changes a lot over the years, depending on what I'm sort of interested in, what gets me excited. At the moment, I've been doing a really cool ritual, ritual, sorry, that has made such a difference in the way that I sleep because number one, sleeping, so important. If I don't get enough sleep, everything falls apart. <laughs> uh, also a great, you know, reason to run your own business because I can sleep in to like 10, 10 a.m., which is actually hugely beneficial for my business. But what I would always struggle with is as, as a business owner, you, your head hits the pillow and your brain is like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's like, oh, mm. this is a new idea or you're analyzing some problem. And it really impacted my sleep, which then impacted my mood and impacted, impacted my business. So I started journaling in the evenings and a lot of those, you know, successful millionaire coaches talk about journaling in the morning, but I'm not a morning person. And I really think you have to find your own routine. So I tried journaling in the evening and I do 
this activity called three good things. So similar to a gratitude list, but you just sit down at the end of the day and before you go to sleep, you write down three good things that have happened in your day. And I think as humans, we're so used to thinking about the negative. Like you think about when you get home at the end of the day and you're chatting to your family or your partner, you're like, oh gosh, this really annoying thing happened today. Or like this guy cut me off in the car park. (laughs) We immediately go to the negative and often we'll get to the end of the day and be like, what a crappy day. Like this sucks. When in reality, there were actually some really good things that happened. And just taking that time to focus on the positive and kind of rewire your brain to be more positive focused and and pay attention to those things, that's really helped me. And like I said, it helps with the sleep, obviously, but it's also just helped for me in terms of just being, I guess, a happier person as well as a business owner. Um, Yeah. And then all the other things like exercise is really good. I I like just going for walks and listening to a podcast, such a huge fan of podcasts because they inspire you so much. I'm not just saying that because I'm on a podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but I think also just getting outside and away from a screen and plugging into that podcast is just like the best thing you can do for yourself. And the last thing I'll say is having screen-free time as well. So completely no phones, um, switching off your notifications on your phone. A lot of people are surprised that I do that considering I'm a social media manager. So I always say, if I can do it, you can do it too. Uh, (laughs) Doing things like, you know, switching the phone off in the evening and not having it in the bedroom and little things like that to just create some boundaries with you and your business is really important. Mm. I definitely do that all the time. Like it's just so important to just um, switch off because we can't work 24 seven, like it's impossible. So just having some time to just totally switch off, like, yeah I think exactly um you are really inspiring and I really love this so in my first year of Māori Millionaire um which was this year I was able to generate um twelve thousand dollars throughout the year (laughs) um and this next year I'm really looking to scale and to grow and to um diversify those income streams and just use it to help um Māori to access financial literacy and so what advice would you give to me to be able to scale this and grow it and Mm. yeah like I said earlier I think it's really important to lay your foundation so this first year first of all twelve thousand dollars huge accomplishment that's amazing but also look at the value of the platforms and the brand that you're building the the you know the interviews you've had the features you've had and the connections that you've made So I think continuing to do that and making that a really important focus in your business is is really key to scaling. As long as you're always building that audience and building that community, I think Mm. that's, you know, the first thing you need to be doing. In terms of scaling from here, I think once you start like building up the audience, it's all about like, okay, how how can we monetize this? You know, looking at those brand sponsorships looking at those um, affiliate kind of things, affiliate programs you can sign up for. And I'm personally just a really big fan of having some kind of digital product. I know I think you've got like an ebook on your website. Mm -hmm. So scaling those kind of things, I think are really important because like I said before, like I tried the whole influencer thing. And for me, I think it's so much more fulfilling and also important for you, like income wise to have something that you own So having Mm. digital products and digital courses that are like your asset, right? I think that's a really key thing to be developing. 
And I'm a little bit biased because I love online courses, <laughs> but I think <laughs> this is just an industry that's absolutely booming and it's showing no signs of slowing down. Like what blows my mind is the fact that we have gone through a very hard economic year and things have been so up and down. And my memories of you know, the 2008, 2009 last big global economic crash was just no money, everyone losing jobs. My dad didn't have a job for a year and it was, it was really tough in those times. So the Mm -hmm. fact that I have a business that is surviving through these economic times, but also Mm -hmm. growing just blows my (laughs) mind. And to me, that is absolutely coming down to the course creation industry and the fact that people are so ready and willing to invest in upskilling and to invest in the education and they see the value of online courses and they're willing to invest there. So yeah, I think step one is is continuing to grow your brand. I think it's amazing. You've got an awesome purpose and, and vision behind you, which is so important. And yeah, just thinking about, okay, how could I take this relationship with this community to the next the next level? Love it. Well, if anyone's wanting to um, find you on social media or um, elsewhere, how can they find you? I'm everywhere. <laughs> so you can find me at Alan McKenzie with two E's on Instagram. I think I have three E's on the end in TikTok just because someone else was already Alan McKenzie and someone else was already Alan McKenzie. <laughs> but you can generally find me everywhere. I also have a podcast and we're going to be doing an interview on there next, which I'm very excited to to chat to you a bit more about. Uh, that's called Dishing Up Digital. You can find us on most podcasting platforms. And I have my YouTube channel, which is kind of getting a bit of a relaunch and a makeover for 2023. So I'm really excited to be sharing some more content that's very, you know, business and entrepreneurial focused there. That's so cool. Thank you so much, Alan, for joining me on the Māori Millennium Podcast. I'm really grateful for everything you've shared with us today. And I'm really inspired, actually. Like, this is um, really awesome. And it really, um, for me, it's like when I can find another New Zealander, like, succeeding, it's like, wow, this is actually, like, a real um thing but often when I was like younger and I saw like Americans doing I was like oh I don't know there must be something different in the air over there that makes them able to do this but yeah so thank you so much and I I think that a lot of um the listeners today will be like wow like this is actually like doable and um that's the biggest thing for me is being able to show people that like success is realistic for us so thank you so much Alan thanks for having me (laughs) 